Miss Fanny Crosby must have been one of the greatest hymn writers ever. She penned over 8,000 hymns in her lifetime. Yes, you heard that number correctly. 8,000 hymns. And that doesn't count all the practice poems that her autobiography and her biographies are said to have, uh, have noted that she threw away because they weren't good enough to have been considered and published as a hymn. She was a prolific writer. And while the list of her hymns is much longer than any church could ever get around to singing, so many of the regular hymns that we do sing are hers. And so if you, as you thumb through a hymnal, if you just kind of take note of who the author is in the corner of several of them, you'll note that probably in our hymnal there's at least 30 or 35 that are hers, or that at least she wrote the lyrics and someone else wrote the music later on. One of the hymns that we sing of hers on a regular, regular basis is Jesus, Keep Me Near the Cross. And this is one that, if you've been around churches like this one very much at all, I'm sure you can start running through most of the lyrics and probably have the music stuck in your head pretty quickly because it is so often sung along with the Lord's Supper. It's a prayer that we offer to God for the Lord, for our friend Jesus, to keep our hearts and therefore our lives close to the foot of the cross, to keep our focus in life in that spot where Jesus' friend John was standing as he died, where his mother was standing as he died, where a Roman centurion was standing as he died, and that centurion, after he saw the way that he died, looked up and said, surely this was the Son of God. It's a plea to keep ourselves and our frame of mind in that spot all the time. And so when we sing it, these are the things that we're saying. In the song's uh, first stanza, we tell, we tell Christ that we want to be close to the cross because it's only there that we find healing and life. The fountain that the hymn envisions when it says, there a precious fountain flows from the cross, it's, it's probably the blood and the water that flowed from Jesus' spear-wounded side. Because those are the two elements of the gospel's power to give life, aren't they? Blood and water. The life is in the blood. And through water, God gives us new life. And it's kind of like the vision that Ezekiel saw of a little stream of water that was trickling down the stairs of the temple. And then as it went on a little further away from the temple, it got deeper and deeper and deeper the farther it went until it hit the Dead Sea and it purified the salt water and made it fresh and brought life to even the Dead Sea. At the cross, there is that kind of life-giving power flowing from Jesus' presence. And then in the second stanza of the song, we put ourselves in the shoes of somebody who has stood at the cross as a nervous, trembling soul, afraid of what God has every right to do to sinners like us. We are afraid of what He will do. And yet it's not destruction and damnation that finds us there at the cross. The hymn says, It's there where I stood trembling that love and mercy found me. And so rather than sending us away into outer darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth, Jesus sheds beams of light around us when we are near the cross. 
In the third stanza, we actually pray to Jesus Himself, and we ask Him to regularly remind us, not just at communion, but all the time, of what happened at His crucifixion, because that reminder is what will help us in our daily walk to cast the, to, to live in the shadow that the cross casts, a shadow that outlines the sacrificial love that God showed for us, and we want to live right there, close to that, where the shadow falls over us. And then in the fourth stanza... We don't ask for anything. We rather commit something. We make a commitment to God and to each other that we will watch and wait near the cross. Not going beyond where Christ has called us and not believing that we have found a better way to determine our own course through life. We want to do it His way. And so keep me near the cross. Putting our hope and our trust in Him every day of life under the sun until the day that we cross the river And we join him in what one writer described as the celestial city. And that's the chorus, or that's the commitment in the chorus as well. When we sing the chorus of the song, it's that we will not celebrate or fulfill ourselves in any way. It's not about us. Our celebration, our glory is always and only in the cross. And we want to stay close to that. And so I wonder how many of us really mean what we say when we sing those lyrics. I wonder if we are so committed to Jesus that we're content and we are even wanting and longing to keep our minds close enough to the cross so that its ideals have power over us every day we live. I I wonder if we can handle the sheer emotional weight of thinking about the cross so often of being confronted so often by Jesus' intense suffering and His death. I wonder if we can think so often about His intense holiness, His perfect resistance to temptation, His overwhelming spirituality in those moments that makes our wayward thoughts and, and words and actions just sound so petty and so pitiful. I wonder if we can be so near the cross every day, all day, and still carry on the same conversations and relationships and activities in exactly the same way that we do them now? How would our lives really be affected if we earnestly prayed to Jesus, keep my mind and my heart near the cross all the time? Would I be so easily distracted by social media and and all sorts of streaming entertainment if I were truly near the cross in my mind? Would I be so quick to judge others' intentions if I was conscious of interacting with them near the cross? Would I be so casual about how I worship if my heart was truly near the cross? And would I brag on myself or think about all the things that I deserve or that I think I need in my life if I were continually thinking like someone who is at the very foot of Jesus' cross, the man who gave up everything of himself to give it as a gift to us? Would I be so selfish if that's really where I live my life? You see, for the people who were near the cross of Jesus, they were compelled to understand some things innately just by being near the cross. Even an unbeliever, even a man from a pagan background, when he stood near the cross, he had just this intense realization that made him speak out loud, surely this was the Son of God. 
So are we so comfortable at the foot of the cross that we would want to stay there and always be aware that the man who gave his life there is truly the Son of God. This hymn, we're going to sing it in just a minute. It is such a perfect prayer for communion because it's what we want communion to do for us at least this one time every week, but obviously much more than that. We want it to remind us to be near the cross. We want to pray these things to Jesus because we see the extreme value and even the need of having hearts that are so connected, that are so longing to be near Him. And so we're going to sing the hymn before we eat and drink today. And let's offer it as a prayer to Christ as it truly is. A passionate plea from His people that our lives, our thoughts, and our hearts are so near the cross that everything we do is done in the shadow of that and it's all governed by the realization of the gravity of His sacrifice.